You're listening to the Light Forge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success with your co-hosts, ADWCTA and Murps. Hello, welcome back. This is Adwita, and you are watching the March of the Lich King card arena card preview review thread, not thread podcast, podcast, VOD, YouTube video, all the good stuffs. Uh, Murps isn't here, so we will hopefully be able to get through this faster than before. Um, if you're wondering and just tuning in on this and didn't listen to the first one, one, go back and listen to the first one. I break down the meta and stuff. It's worth a listen. Uh, but two, uh, he is, he is with child. Uh, literally he is, he is with his baby and, uh, and cannot commit to this six hour, eight hour monstrosity that we normally do. Uh, so it is just me and I'm hoping to keep it shorter. But I am failing so far, as we, we always do. So, this is Demon Hunter. We're doing this class by class, and we're going to try to blast through these. We're going to go from the best card to the worst card for each one. Okay? We're not going to go by mana cause or rarity or anything like that. So, the best card in Demon Hunter is actually an A-plus card. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break... I think I said this before, but... There is a total of like one S tier, no, two S tier legendaries and one other S tier card. That's it, in, of the class cards. This is a pretty balanced set as far as the modern set goes. So an A plus legendary is actually quite insanely good for this set. And the legendary is Felerin the Forgotten. Four mana, three, three, battle cry, add an outcast card to the left and right sides of your hand. They cost two less. So four mana, three, three, draw two cards, and then you can probably play them on this turn if you're not playing this on turn four. Um, outcast cards are typically not super high mana, and they cost two less, like, permanently, so you should be able to use it. In fact, you should be playing this card a little later, so you can at least use the one on the right so that you can get the outcast ability. Because the one on the left will stay on the left, but the one, one on the right, you'll have to play the next card you draw after this if you end the turn. Um, anyway, it's an A+. Plus. Uh, it's a very good card. It's a legendary, and um, this is about as good as legendary should be. Like we don't like S tier cards, but A plus tier cards totally fine. Felerin the Forgotten. Next card is a uh, epic card, and it is A tier. And this one is Wretched Exile. Wretched Exile is a two mana two three. After you play an Outcast card, add a random Outcast card to your hand. So. You're chaining outcast cards. We've had this before with Murlocs, where you're chaining Murlocs, and it's a very powerful uh, thing. Um, adding an outcast card has the benefit of always adding it to the right side of your hand, which means the outcast ability always triggers when you're chaining it, which makes it very nice. So it's that same kind of synergy, just like Murlocs generally synergizes with other Murlocs, which you're putting more of and more of onto the board as you do uh, that Murloc chain card. Uh, and that one was an A, this one's an A. Uh, actually, I don't know if that one was an A. That one may be a little lower than an A. Uh, I, but I think they're both A's. Uh, so yeah, Wretched Exile. Very good card. It's an epic, thank God. Um, yeah, draft it. Uh, okay, um, next we have a bunch of B-tier cards. Let's look at some B-tier cards. Remember, B-tier cards are not A-tier cards. They're not premiums. They're just like a little better than the average card in your deck. 
Um, so still good. Uh, first one is Unleash Fell. Unleash Fell is a rare spell. One mana. Deal one damage to all enemies. So, so already this used to be a two mana card for Mage. Arcane Explosion. Now it's one mana. Uh, and two, Mana Thirst, four. So starting on turn four if you use this, you also get Lifesteal. It's not the biggest deal. Lifesteal is going to be a couple of extra life. Uh, but it's a nice little bonus on an already very good card. This is a card where the mana thirst doesn't matter that much. Uh, but the ability, just the normal card, is a very good spell. So it's a B tier card. The impact is still limited, right? It's still one mana, deal one damage to all enemies. It's probably not going to win you the game. But it's a very nice addition to your game. Next up is Deal with the Devil, another B tier card. Five mana fell spell, Deal with the Devil, says summon two 3-3 three, three fell fiends with lifesteal. Those are just 3-3 three, three lifesteal things. If your deck has no minions, summon another. Your deck will have minions. So this is five mana for two 3-3 three, three with lifesteal. This is a B. I don't need to analyze this. Next is a epic card, and this epic card is a nine mana card. It is brutal annihilation, annihilation, annihilation. Oh, it's probably pronounced annihilation. It's like annihilation, and then you like cut out the second part of the word and you add land. Anyway, brutal annihilation is a nine mana nine nine demon. It has rush. It has taunt. After this minion survives damage, deal that amount to the enemy hero. <clears throat> so, um, I mean, it's a B. Nine mana is a lot of mana. Nine nine is basically a hard removal, and you'll get a, a body uh, afterwards, and that body has taunt. So that's that's something. Um, you also get to deal some face damage when you're doing the rush. But the face damage part, it doesn't. it's not like forever, right? You have to, every time it survives damage... It deals whatever damage it was dealt. So it will at absolute most deal 8 damage to your opponent's face over the course of its life. It will probably deal much less than 8 damage. It will probably just deal whatever damage it is that you get with your initial rush. And then your opponent will kill it with one thing and then it doesn't get that damage at all. So uh, it's a weird way, It's a weird statement, but it's ultimately not that much face damage. It is some face damage though. Um, and... Uh, uh, it could be up to 8 face damage. If your opponent has like an 8-8 eight, eight taunt or whatever, and, uh, and you run this into it, you've uh, you've dealt 8 face damage. Uh, so yeah, it's a B. Uh, moving on. Uh, like, these are not... I don't know. So far, you've heard these cards. Let's take the, take the uh, legendary uh, aside. They're not particularly, like, super interesting... Or, like, they don't build towards anything. Like, Wretched Exile is kind of its own thing there. Then you have some Lifesteal stuff. Then you have a big rush. Like, what's happening? Um, common card, Fierce Outsider. This one's a C. So, it's only a little better than a Yeti. One mana, two, one rush. Outcast. Your next Outcast card costs one less. Fine. Like, I don't know. Oh, I missed a C+. So, the Legendary is C+. Um, and it is a, a weapon. Soul Eater Scythe. 4 mana, 4-2. Start of game. Consume 3 different minions in your deck. Leave behind souls that discover them. A soul is a 1 mana card that says discover one of these 3 souls that you've eaten. Uh, that's not a good thing. 
Like, maybe in Constructed, that's a good thing, but in Arena, you just take three random minions and you hit them behind a one-mana spell. So yeah, you do get a choice, but they're minions. That choice is generally not even worth the one-mana, and you can no longer play any of them on curve. Like, that's a negative. But it's still a four-mana, four-two weapon, which is good. So it ends up at a C plus, but but that that ability on this legendary in arena is a negative, not a positive. Uh, okay, uh, for D tier cards, uh, there's th- a D plus tier card, and it is Vengeful Whopper, Walloper, Vengeful Walloper, Vengeful Walloper is a seven mana five five demon. It is rare, uh, and it has rush. And it costs one less for each outcast card you played this game. There's not that many outcast cards um, that is that is going to be uh, in this rotation. They exist. They're okay. But it's not like a super outcast set. And the outcast cards that are coming in with, uh, with this set, as you've seen so far, are not anything to write home about. Uh, but it's a 5-5 five, five rush. It's probably a 6-mana 5-5 five, five rush. It may be a 5-mana 5-5 five, five rush. It's not good. It's a D plus. It is uh, around where like somewhere between a Croc and a Yeti. Um, six mana five five rushes are still okay. Like we're used to having like five mana five five rushes, but five mana five five rushes would be like a C plus. So this is uh, this is six mana five five rush is still a thing. Um, then you have two more cards. They're both D. They're both bad. Common. One is a two mana spell, Mark of Scorn. Draw a card. So two mana, draw a card. If it's not a minion, deal three damage to the lowest health enemy. It's probably going to be a minion. It'll very rarely not be a minion. And then you deal three damage to the lowest health enemy. Uh, But for the most part, it's two mana, draw a card. Which is not good. But not unplayable, right? You still get a card back eventually. Uh, So that's D. And the other D tier card is Feldori Warband. Which is a four mana spell, deal four damage. If your deck has no minions, summon four one one Eldari with Rush. Ah, your deck's gonna have minions, so it's four mana, deal four damage. Four mana, deal four damage is, is bad. This one's like a low D. Uh, you can deal with damage in the face, but still, this is this is not a good card. So your common cards here for Demon Hunter is a C and two Ds. Um, you have. Wretched Exile, which is a very good card, but that's a that's a uh, um, uh, epic, and you just a lot of, like Unleash Fell is good, I guess it's a B tier card, but they don't really connect to anything bigger. And for Demon Hunter, it's all kind of like you're just used to having better cards for Demon Hunter. Um, so this is going to be a pretty weak set for Demon Hunter overall. I mean, it's a pretty weak set for pretty much every class. But it is especially weak for Demon Hunter. Um, yeah, I don't really know what to say about it. Like, nothing even seems, like, terribly interesting to play. Like, Deal with the Devil is another B-tier card, but it's two three threes with Lifesteal. Like, yeah, the power is there, but, like, are you excited to play Deal with the Devil? That's, uh, that's Demon Hunter. Um... Okay, that was like 11 minutes. If I cut out the front intro, we can get these done 10 minutes a pop. There's there's hope for my night yet where I can go to sleep at a reasonable time. How much do you have left? Uh, oh, this is the first class we're doing, honey. Oh my god. Okay, bye. People leave. 
All right, that was brand new, everybody. Uh, shout out for this. I want to give a shout out to brand new. He's been bringing me coffee the entire time while carrying my child. Um, uh, so yeah, Murps is uh, a new dad. Uh, I will be uh, a new dad, hopefully, if nothing goes wrong uh, by the end of April. And uh, yeah, uh, things are happening at the goat. Something's in the water. Um, that's, that's it. Just, uh, just wanted to give a shout out to, uh, to Brand New, who's, uh, this, this coffee's doing great, and, uh, yeah, um, we'll see you in the next episode, which will be Druid. Until then, this is Abukta. Welcome back. This is Abukta. And you are listening or watching to the Lightforge Podcast, March of the Lich King, card review for the arena. We are doing Druid. And we're going from best cards to worst cards. So, the best card in Druid is a legendary... I don't know if I want to keep doing this. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to start doing legendaries last now. It's just weird to do legendaries with all the other cards. So, all the non-legendaries, best cards, the worst cards. Then we'll do the two legendaries. It'll be like before. Okay. Uh, best non-legendary card is only a B+. It is only a B+. There are no A-tier cards for Druid at all. It's a Lingering Zombie. Um, this one actually surprised me that it came out to be a B+, and not even higher. But I guess it just goes to show how like little impact one-mana cards have. Uh, Lingering Zombie is a 1-mana one 1-1 one, one undead. Death Rattle. Summon a 1-1 one, one Disarm Zombie with Death Rattle. Summon a 1-1 one, one Zombie. So it's like a Mermi or something, right? Like, But you get an extra body at the end of it. That's super tempo for 1-mana. Ah, uh, and that's a B+. Because I guess like if you're locked about what's a Mermi? And Mermi's like a C. So this one being a B+, is actually a lot of extra value. Um, it's also all everything is also undead, which is great for synergies, uh, but it still only gets to a B plus. So don't don't go crazy over this, but it's definitely a good card. You should pick it. If this is a true premium. I don't even know what those would be. I haven't looked at the druid uh, druid cards coming in, but if there's some other sets that's coming in with like ridiculous druid cards, those are still going to take precedence over this. Okay. Um, next one is Beetlemancy. This is a very boring B-tier card. It's a 5 mana, choose 1. The first choice is gain 12 armor. So you will pretty much never choose that unless you're super desperate. It's a, it's a security, uh, it's parachute, I guess. 5 mana, gain 12 armor. If you're about to die. Uh, but the one you're gonna pick is summon 2 3, three beetles with taunt. 2 3 3s, they have taunt. It's pretty good. B. Uh, next one is Nerubian Flyer. Now we're on to C+. So getting getting a little less good already. And that's a 2 mana, 2-3 two, undead. Battle cry, if a friendly undead died after your last turn, summon a 2-2 two, two Nerubian. So on curve, this will pretty much never happen unless you happen to play that lingering zombie and then your opponent happens to like either kill it, like the first body, or play something on the next turn before you, uh, like, coin something out, like a two-drop or play a one-drop um, before you play the Nerubian Flyer. But if that does happen, super tempo. Uh, otherwise, it's just kind of a crock, and later on in the game, if you synergize it with an Undead, uh, you get an extra 2-2, which in the later game is not really all that important. 
Um, so it's a C plus. Uh, okay. Um, another C plus card is Under King. It's a epic card this time. It's a seven mana six six undead rush. Battlecry and Death Rattle gain six armor. Seven mana six six rushes are fine. It doesn't have to be seven mana seven seven rushes. Uh, and this one gives you twelve armor altogether, which is a lot of health. Um, so it's a it's a C plus. Like we just we just take good stat rushes for granted now. Four mana four four rushes should not be a normal thing. Uh, okay. Um, now we're getting on to uh, uh, our next card, which is a Unending Swarm. Six mana spell, common, resurrect all friendly minions that cost two mana or less. This was a C. You're really not expected to have that many two mana or less cards uh, that you played and that die. Um... Like, Lingering Zombie would be one of the exceptions, but then you're summoning a one-mana card, or like a less-than-one-mana card, really, for the subsequent bodies, because each of the bodies that come out counts as another minion. So that's not even necessarily a good thing for this card. Um, but otherwise, you're summoning some stuff. Uh, if you play it on curve, you're probably not getting enough to justify the six-mana. If you play it later on, just... Getting a bunch of not-so-good stuff for 6 mana. Like, it's better than a Yeti. It's still a lot of stuff. But it's nothing It's nothing special. I'm sure there's some constructed combo-y thing you're supposed to do with it. But in the arena, it works. It's just not that great. Next up, we are at uh, a bunch of cards in Druid that are basically unplayable. Next one's an F+. The two after that are Fs. Like, Druid is not getting good cards here, guys. So, the one that's an F plus is a Crypt Keeper. It is an 8 mana, 4, 6 taunt. It costs 1 less for each armor you have. So, it is almost purely a combo card where you play one of these cards that has, like, some insane amount of armor gain, and then this becomes free. If you can combo it, it's freaking insane. Uh, but assuming you cannot combo it, it's like a 7 mana, 4, 6 taunt. It's not good. It's not good. Uh, then you get to the real bad ones, which are the F tier cards. The first one is Chitness Plating. 2 mana, gain 4 armor. At the start of your next turn, gain 4 more. Uh, gain 8 armor for 2 mana. <sighs> yeah. Uh, then you have an epic spell, two mana nature spell. Choose a, it's called Wither. Choose a minion. Each friendly undead steals one attack and health from it. So it only works if you have friendly undead. If you have no friendly undead, it doesn't do anything. And then for each one that you have, you basically give a minus one, minus one to whatever enemy you're targeting and a plus one, plus one to your undead. It's a big synergy card, I guess, but how many undeads are you going to have on the board at the same time? And how, and this card is totally unplayable without them. So, it is, it is very, very bad. Uh, let's go on to the legendary cards for Druid. So basically, Druid sucks in this new set. 
and we've established that new set is where you get the good cards from, old set is where you get worse cards from. So they're not getting much from here, they're only going to get some bad cards. Uh, so Druid is, is just kind of not in a good place. Uh, but the Legendary is good. There's an A-tier Legendary card, Anubrakan. <laughs> Anubrakan is an 8-mana 7-7 seven, seven undead. Battlecry, gain 8 armor this turn. I'm oh, sorry, gain 8 armor. This turn, your minions cost armor instead of mana. Um, I'm going to have to revalue this card. Because I read that wrong when I was doing it. I thought this turn, your minions cost health instead of mana. But no, it costs armor. So you're really only going to get 8 armor instead of mana. So, so I have the, this is this is um, um we'll 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 get back to this uh you know uh, when when this is all done and online it will have its actual score initial score but I got to go back and redo this one. Uh, eight is pretty good. Eh, it's not eight tier. There's no way it remains eight tier because I was doing it with health and it was eight tier. So this is going to drop. Um, but basically, it's eight mana seven seven, and then you get to spend another eight mana. On minions. Like, it's good. It's, it's not going to be a bad card. It's not going to be an okay card. It's going to be a good card. But it's probably not going to be an A-tier card. Because remember, when you're spending mana on minions, you still have to have the card. Like, you're not just getting an extra body. You're losing the card. You're, like, summoning it. So, instead of gain 8 armor, imagine it says gain 8 mana. And the mana can only be used on minions. Like, that's not the same thing at all. So, still going to be good, but I think it'll end up as like a B plus or a B even. Probably a B plus. Uh, we'll, we'll see. By the way, all of these scores are on our Excel spreadsheet that, uh, you know, is open to the public and we update uh, every single time uh, a new set comes out. They do not get retroactively updated. This is not a tier list. This is just the our, our predictions. And so they don't track, uh, you know, any kind of buffs or nerfs to a card. They don't track things that we just get wrong. Um, they're just there to record what we said on these kinds of card preview uh, streams and uh, podcasts. Uh, so anyway, so that'll that'll have the correct one. I'll, I'll make sure before I put it on there to do the math again on this. Uh, Elder Nadox is the other legendary card, and this one is bad. It's D tier. It's a 5 mana 5 4 undead. Battlecry, destroy friendly undead. Your minions gain its attack. Battlecry is probably not that good. Like, it's probably not a positive. You're destroying a friendly undead, so you have to have a friendly undead, and you've destroyed it, and then your minions, how many minions do you have, are only going to gain its attack. Not all the stats, just its attack. Possible way to get lethal or something, but otherwise not particularly impressive is a D. That's it for Druid. There's nothing to say here for Druid. Uh, it's like Druid is going to be bad for this expansion, which for this meta means it's just going to be bad. Ah, that's it for here. Uh, I want to give a shout out to everybody watching us live right now here on Twitch. Uh, it's, it's always amazing that people will turn up just to see me, or I guess usually me and Murps, just talk about these cards. Uh, so thank you to everybody who is, uh, who's here watching right now, and, uh, and people who are listening to this, and, uh, or watching this on YouTube later. Um, 
yeah this is why this is why we keep doing this and we spend the time and effort to to, to get this out um every single expansion all right until the next one which is i wanna say i don't even know what the next one is what is the next one the next one is hunter until hunter this is outlook done Welcome back to the March of the Lich King card review, Lightforge podcast. Screening go. I'm Adwikta. Um, it's getting a little late in the night, but but we are trekking through. We are moving on to Hunter for this card review. Uh, this is going to be a weird one. Okay, so the first card I'm going to review is Keen Eye Spotter. Okay, Keen Eye Spotter is a common 3 mana 3 4. Whenever your hero attacks a minion, set its health to 1. That's really good. Because that means whenever you have a weapon, it just kills anything it hits twice as long as this thing's on the board. That's really good. That is an A tier card. Now, the problem, which is why this is a weird rating. Is that there are no weapons in this meta. I'm serious. Hunters do not have weapons besides epic weapons. I looked through all the hunter cards. And besides the one that they have from core. Like the... I forget if it was a one or two mana. I think it's a one mana one. The one that gets one three and then you know, you're immune. Candle shot, yeah. Besides candle shot. Everything else is epic. So you're not going to actually be able to draft many weapons, if any weapons. So in this meta, this is like a, a C tier card, maybe a C plus tier card, depending on how many weapons you're going to be able to get. But in a normal Hunter meta, this would be an A tier card. So uh, we don't usually do this, but I just like, this was so off. Like it's weird for Hunters not to have any weapons. Um... So we're we're rating this A, but like if you're wondering like how how to play this card, presumably you like equip a weapon first, then you play this card, you kill whatever minion they play, uh, which makes it really hard for them to kill uh, this minion, and then you use the next charge of the weapon and you kill whatever the next minion they play, and then you just kind of win the game because you're hunter and you're on the board and you're pushing. Like if you get the setup, it's insane. Why is it only an A-tier card? Because you always need a setup. Even if you have weapons in your deck, that doesn't mean you have weapons that you can play with this card or that you draw them or that, you know, there's a lot of stuff that can happen. Uh, but this is an insane card. This is a game-winning card normally. Just not in this meta. Uh, okay, next one is in a similar spot. That was Kenai Spotter. Uh, Shock Splitter is the next one. So Shock Splitter is a 2-mana two 2-2 two -two beast. Battlecry, another common card. Battlecry, deal one damage. So it's Ironforge Rifleman for two mana to start, which is pretty good. Uh, and then, like, that would by itself be a C tier card. But then it has an extra ability that says, it is improved by your hero attacks this game. So every time you swing your weapon, this thing gets buffed. So it deals two damage, then three damage, then four damage. That's really good. So this becomes a B-tier card, actually, in a normal meta. But in this meta, it's still a C-tier card. Because you don't have weapons. So I don't know. That's, that's kind of where, where these, these cards are. 
This is a really weird Hunter thing, like, uh, for, for this rotation. They just did not give Hunter weapons. Um, all right. Uh, next one is Conjured Arrow. Conjured Arrow is a rare spell, two mana, arcane spell, deal two damage to a minion. Mana thirst six. Draw that many cards. So probably two cards. Uh, this one's a B plus. A B plus. It is a good card, obviously. You can potentially draw two cards for two mana and deal two damage. But you can only do it on turn six and after. That's, like, for a deal two damage card, that's actually, like, a really big penalty of having to wait that long. Um, but you can't just, like, like spending two mana to deal two damage is super awful. That's, like, a desperation move. So you just kind of, like, this kind of a card that you can't play until you are at six mana. Uh, so it's a B plus. Like, it feels like it should be more, but the fact that you have to wait till 6 mana actually really hurts this one. Alright, uh, another B-plus tier card is Epic. It is Scourge Tamer. Scourge Tamer is a 2-mana 2-2 two, two undead. Battlecry, craft a custom zombiest. If you guys remember, Deathstalker Rexar, the legendary card, had this hero power where you craft zombies. And what zombies are is it takes two beasts, like you get to discover a beast, they get to discover another beast, and they just jam everything together. All the abilities, all the stats, all the mana cost. So zombies end up being generally better than a, you know, a single beast, because you have two cards in one, and the fact that it is a card is usually worth something, like plus two stats or something. So it's good. Um, but it's still just a beast. Right? And Beast can only do so many things. It's not like a spell. So this ends up being a B plus. It is a 2 mana 2-2. Two, two. It is losing a stat for this uh, adding a card in. Compare that to... Uh, um, to like, and if you're wondering... Like, this is similar, right? Like, we were talking about the Vizier uh, neutral card that's coming in. And that one's a 3 mana 2-4. So also losing one stat. Um, but 3 mana 2 4s are more playable than 2 mana 2 2s. But you know, anyway, it's also losing one stat, but that one gets to discover a spell. Discovering a spell is better than crafting a custom zombies by, by, by quite a lot. So that one ends up being a low A. This one's a B. Alright. Uh, one more decent card Arcane Quiver. Arcane Quiver is an epic card, 2 mana, arcane spell. Discover a spell from your deck. If it's arcane, give it spell damage plus 1. Uh, so this one is a B... Uh, sorry, uh, yeah. Yeah? Yes, this one's a B tier card. Um, 2 mana to get a card is not that good, but your spells are good. You only have very few spells, so you have a pretty good shot of getting whichever one you're actually hunting for. So it's almost like a tutor. Uh, and tutor cards are worth a lot. Uh, then if it happens to be arcane, uh, you get an extra damage from it, which is probably worth a mana. So then this just becomes a one mana find a spell, which is like super good. So a couple conditions attached to it. Uh, but overall, the upside is pretty high. The solve problemness of this card is pretty good. And uh, yeah, uh, it is a B tier card, arcane clever. What other cards do Hunters have? Hunters have a Eversong Portal. Eversong Portal is a rare spell, four mana arcane spell. Summon one four four links with Rush, improved by spell damage. So if you happen to have spell damage, 
Um, it can be a really good card. Like if it's a four mana uh, five five links, that's crazy. Uh, you probably won't have spell damage. It's kind of rare to have spell damage. It's still a four mana four four rush. Like that's all still good. So Everson Portal's a C plus. Oh, it's not a five five. It's two four fours. Jesus, it's even better. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's better than a C plus now. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go redo this card as well, then, guys. I did not know you get another four four rush. Uh, yeah. All right. What else? Silver Moon Fast Rider. Silver Moon Fast Rider is the next card. It's a rare card. Two mana, two, three. Battle Cry. Give all arcane spells in your hand spell damage plus one. It's a C tier card. I mean, it's kind of passive, right? You just happen to have arcane spell in your hand. It gets a little bit better. It's otherwise a croc. Um, crocs would be between D and D plus. So it's getting quite a lot for this ability. Because you do have a lot of arcane spells. And there's a lot of arcane spells uh, in, uh, in even this set. And, uh, and it's just, like I said, it's totally passive. You just play it, and then you happen to get a benefit. Okay, Ricochet Shot is our final card, and Ricochet Shot is a D-tier card. It is a one-mana arcane spell. Deal one damage to three random enemies. So you have to have at least two enemy minions and then the enemy's face, and then it'll, it'll do that. Um, if you have more, it gets a little unpredictable. Uh, it could also not hit face, and then you get some extra value out of it. But it's just... Yeah, Legend Heart in chat says Arcane Missiles. Yeah, it's kind of like Arcane Missiles. It's like... In many ways worse than Arcane Missiles. Because you can't hit the same target multiple times. Um, but I guess it also can't hit face multiple times. I don't know. It just it doesn't do enough. And there's so much randomness to it. It's it's D. This is not a good card. Um, now, on the other hand, if you have a spell damage, it becomes deal two damage to three random enemies, and then it becomes a good card. So this is clearly like a card that you want to synergize spell damage with. But like, what are you running spell damage hunter? Like, I don't know. I don't know what this is for. I mean, I guess you are running spell. Like, spell damage hunter is going to be a thing, right? That's why they make cards for it. But in the arena, spell damage cards are not good. So you're probably not running spell damage hunter. Um, all right. That's hunter. Are you excited? Y y you might be if there were some weapons. But there's no weapons. And because there's no weapons, you're just stuck with a bunch of, like, eh, kind of cards. Conjured Arrow, Scourge Tamers, and Epic... Maybe this Eversong portal is going to be better than I thought it was. I'll, I'll run it again. But it's a B at most. It may stay at C+, but it could it could be a B. I don't know. I'm not excited. This is, like, honestly not that much better than, uh, than, uh, than Druid. I mean, it does have dead cards. And Druid has dead cards. But overall, it doesn't have a lot of good cards either. A lot of the good cards are epics. So, it also doesn't come together to do anything, right? Like, what you want as hunters for the ability to be aggressive, there's zero ability to be aggressive here. This is like a very stand-back-and-chill kind of set, which fits the entire theme of this rotation. So uh, just know that Hunter's not going to be like this exception that's like going to be pushing um, with, with everything.
Okay, now onto the two legendary cards. The two legendary cards, the first one is Haldoron Brightwing. Uh, it is a C tier card. It's a three mana, three, four. Battle cry, give all arcane spells in your deck spell damage plus one. Only your deck, not your hand. So you have to draw it, so it comes very late. But it's otherwise still three mana, three, four, which is pretty good. So it ends up being a C. Uh, the other one, which is the more interesting uh, uh, legendary, is a legendary weapon. Six mana, four, two weapon. After your hero attacks, give your minions plus one, plus one, wherever they are. Board, hand, deck. Maybe graveyard, I don't know. This is one of the two S-tier legendaries in this set. It's real good. It's really, 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 really super good. You get two charges of it, so it's effectively plus two, plus two to everything. Everything. Very, very good. It's only six mana. You get this out early. And it's a weapon. And you have cards that synergize real good with weapons. Because remember, even without weapons, the Kenai Spotter and Shock Splitter are still like C-tier cards. Which are cards you, you'll pick. Like, you don't like them, but you'll, you'll pick them. Uh, so this is, this is super good. Uh, remember, S-tier is one of those areas where we don't want it to exist. Um, but if it exists as like a, a, a premium, oh, you just win the game now, like the vast majority of times whenever you play it and it's a class card and you're kind of like whatever, I'm like less concerned about S-tier cards that are class legendaries. Um, but yeah, this is super powerful. On the bright side, there's only two of these that are uh, S-tier legendaries. There's one S-tier non-legendary card, uh, and you guys all know which one it is, because if you've ever seen it, it's seared into your mind as one of the most ridiculous cards they've ever printed. Uh, but the two legendary ones are fine, and this is one of them. If your opponent plays it, you're pretty much dead if you can't win in the next two turns, but hey, it's an S-tier card. All right, that's Hunter. Uh, I don't know, it's just not very exciting, right? It's like Druid, it's like Demon Hunter. You're gonna get, also, some of the classes are interesting, but most of the classes just have like kind of boring cards in this set. And when they're also not powerful, they're boring and they're not powerful. Just kind of a, a meh kind of experience. All right, uh, I wanna give a shout out to the mods. Uh, who are moderating the chat right now, but also they moderate the Discord, and uh, I've been using the Discord more since uh, since Diablo Immortal is is more forced social interactions, uh, and I really appreciate everything uh, that the mods do. Uh, special shout out to to Cass, who uh, is uh, helping a lot out on uh, on a lot of fronts. Um, so yeah. Thank you guys, and oh, this one went long. This one's 15 minutes. Oof, I had a lot to talk about Hunter, even though I keep saying they're not good and or, or interesting. I guess they are more interesting than I give it credit for if, I, if I'm talking this long about it. All right, next up is going to be Mage. See you guys in Mage. Until then, this is Abita. Bye.
Welcome back. This is the LifeForge Podcast, March of the Lich King card review. I am Adwikta, and it is mage time. Mage. There are actually some good mage cards. We just did, what, Demon Hunter? We did Druid. We did Hunter. It was all kind of like... Okay, well, mage actually has an A-tier card. All right? No joke. A-tier common card. So this one you're going to see a lot. I don't know if you're going to like it, um, but uh, you're going to see it a lot. And uh, assuming Mage is any good and played. Uh, and it's it's not it's at least not horrible like to exist. A-tier cards are scary. They're not like caverns or anything, but they are like the backbone of like what you're building towards. So before we get to this A-tier card, though, we have to do a worse card. Because the A-tier card generates this card. So let's do the worst card first. This is a C-tier card. The C-tier card is a common mage spell called Arcane Bolt. It is one mana. It is an arcane spell. It says deal two damage. Like, it's an arcane shot, right? Like, but it's better than arcane shot because it has mana thirst eight. Deal three damage instead. So starting on turn eight, which is very far away from turn one, which is when it can normally be played, you'll be able to deal three damage. It's not a life-changing kind of like thing for this card. It's generally like for most of the game, you'll only be able to deal two damage, which is not very good because you look at something like Holy Smite and that deals three damage right off the bat. It can only damage a minion, but you're mostly using the stuff on minions anyway, right? So this is a C tier card. You'll take it over a Yeti, but it's not the best removal. Um, it's just kind of like a removal. Okay, so that's an Arcane Bolt. Cool, cool. Nice uh, little addition to the Mage Arsenal. Now for the Bomb. The Bomb is a one mana card. It's a one mana, one two common Mage card called Arcane Worm. And Battle Cry, add an Arcane Bolt to your hand. So, this is essentially an almost on-curved minion for one mana that then adds an Arcane Bolt into your hand. And we already know what an Arcane Bolt is. Like, it's very simple, but it is very powerful. Because remember... What is like a C tier one mana card? That's like a one mana one three. So for losing one health on this like one mana card, and that one health is not like super important, you are getting an extra arcane bolt, which is kind of a like an extra card. If you think about um, how this stuff normally works, it's normally like a one mana one one that gives you an extra card. This card is probably less good. It's probably around the same power level as, like, say, a random spell. Because it's not that great of a spell, but it's also not that bad of a spell. And there's no RNG to it. But you're getting a 1-2 body instead of a 1-1. And at a 1-1 body, it's already something like a, a B or a, maybe even a B plus. So this one ends up being uh, uh, being a, uh, a A tier card. You can also play it at once, so then it's 2 mana. For a 1-2 that deals 2 damage. Which is also pretty damn good. Anyway. That is the mage offering. You can see it's like very flexible. Right? Like I don't think anyone's going to see this A tier card. And be like oh no the world is ending. But it does give a lot of flexibility to what mages can do. 
Um, and that's not it. Mages have another A-tier card. This one's epic, though, but we can talk about it now. And this one is Prismatic Elemental. Prismatic Elemental is a 2-mana 1-3 Elemental with a battle cry. Discover a spell from any class. It costs 1 less. So this is like Panda style, uh, like Pandarian Importer style. This is like Vizier style. Uh, and it's it, it gets... Uh, extra bonus one mana less it's just really good there's not much to say about it thank god it's epic so it doesn't show up that often so after these two A tier cards we also have two B plus tier cards like mage is actually getting some power uh, one of the B plus tier cards is arc splitter three mana three two death rattle Add two arcane bolts to your hand. Yeah. Um, it's a three mana, three two that essentially gives you two cards on death, on death rattle. So for each stat that it loses, you get a card. That's real good. It's not quite as good as arcane worm. You don't get it immediately. Um, and at three mana, the stats you lose are kind of more meaningful than the stats you lose at one mana. Uh, you're like further off curve now. Three mana, three two is not on curve at all. It's a two mana card, so it, it suffers a bit compared to the arcane worm, but still really good. And it's a rare card. But what it means is you're just going to end up with a lot of arcane bolts as mage, and mages can do stuff with low cost spells. Okay, the next one, uh, another B plus tier card, another rare B plus tier card is arcane defenders. This is a terribly terrible flavor card. I like. I don't think this card should exist in Mage. It is an eight mana arcane spell that says summon two five six golems with taunt, and cannot be targeted by spells or hero powers. I don't know. Mages can't taunt. That was their whole thing. Now mages can taunt. Like why? Why would you do this? I, I just I, I hate it from a flavor like perspective. I absolutely hate it. It's a B plus. It's quite powerful. 8 mana for 2, 5, 6 taunts is just, it's just good stats. Um, they also can't be, like, removed uh, with, uh, with direct damage, like, played from the hand because it can't be targeted. Ah, I, just, I just hate the flavor. There's nothing wrong with it. It's not, like, OP or anything, but the flavor is, is, is terrible. You got to make sure, like, classes aren't defined by what they can't do. Letting mages taunt better... It's great for the mage. I can see mage players wanting it, but it's terrible for the game. Like, they need to stop doing stuff like this. Alright, uh, another mage card, Vast Wisdom. This is the other rare one. Three mana spell. Vast Wisdom. Discover two spells that cost three or less. Swap their costs. Um, it's better than Arcane Intellect. This one's a C+. You get to discover two spells rather than draw two cards. Uh, the spells can only cost three or less, but swapping their costs is actually very interesting. Because unless you're discovering two three-mana spells, obviously you want to discover bigger stuff, right? Because when you're using this, it's probably later on in the game you want bigger things, so you want like higher-costing stuff. But if you do a small one and a big one, like a one-mana one and a three-mana one, or even a two-mana one and a three-mana one, then you effectively get to play... The, the swapped cost one that is at a discount 
earlier and then either not play or wait to the like way later for for the other one uh and that's very useful it lets you front get get some uh, additional tempo earlier that you don't have to pay back for many turns potentially so depending on what situation you're in you can do different things with it it's like a very flexible card um all right and then one uh two two more cards one is a common card magister's uh magister's apprentice two mana three two your arcane spells cost one less this is sorceress's apprentice but <clears throat> rather than all spells it only works on arcane spells i don't know sorceress's apprentice has been nerfed to be like four mana for like reasons i think wild or something uh, I guess they think this is a more controlled version of it. I don't know. In Arena, it doesn't really matter that much. Sorcerer's Apprentice was okay in Arena. Magistrar's Apprentice is going to be a less good, but still okay. It's a C. Uh, and yes, this is a very good thing to play with Arcane Bolts, which are one mana and so therefore become free. Finally, we have a epic card um, that is uh, Energy Shaper. Energy Shaper is a four mana three five. Battle Cry: Transform all spells into your hand in your hand into ones that cost two more. They keep their original cost. So this one's a D. Four mana three fives are not good. Transforming spells in your hand into random spells. Is, is also not good. Um, now, you do get a 2-mana discount on each of the spells, and that does make it a positive thing rather than a negative thing, because without that 2 extra mana cost, it would just be a negative thing. Um, so now it becomes a positive thing, but it's not that positive. And how many spells are you really going to have in your hand? Like, it'd be nice to transform some of these arcane bolts away, but it's also not the end of the world if you kept them as arcane bolts. So, there's probably some constructive synergy they're looking for with this, but in the arena, the value just kind of doesn't add up. It's, it just, it doesn't do enough for the overall value. Alright, uh, so overall, mages have a pretty cohesive package surrounding arcane spells, arcane bolts, generating arcane bolts, right? Arcane worm generates arcane bolts. Uh, your your arc splitter generates arcane bolts. Your vast wisdom discovers spells which could be arcane spells. Your magistrate's apprentice makes them all cheaper. It comes together. It kind of all synergizes with each other, and you could do things with it. They all have an offering bonus. You got something here, all right? The other three classes we were looking at, they don't really got anything. <laughs> not with this rotation. Uh, at least not with this rotation, how it works with these new cards. The new cards are just kind of random cards stapled onto whatever this class was going to be. But for Mage, this is a package. This is a cohesive package. I think it'll be interesting to play. It's not like Game Changer or anything. Arcane Bolts are not the most interesting thing that happened to Mage. But they do let you do stuff. Um, and uh, they let you pull off a bit more of your synergies a bit more often. And that feels good. And it's interesting to play. And it may be a little frustrating to play against. 
Uh, but what Arcane Bolts are very good at doing is giving a lot of flexibility. Um, and so that's what mages have. A lot of flexibility, generation, arcane spells, card generation, card uh, uh, card draw potentially. Uh, I guess no card draw. I guess just card generation uh, and arcane spells. So that's mage. Um, this is a class that I'm interested in trying out and playing, unlike the three classes before it. Uh, because these are, these are it's, it's got a package. We'll see, uh, we'll see how well it comes together. It's not an insane package, right? But it does have one A-tier card and then one epic A-tier card in it. That's pretty good. You can't ask for that much more than that without it being OP. And speaking of OP, our next class is Paladin, which is usually OP. They, they haven't been OP for a couple of expansions, but historically they're always OP. And this, this is going to be one of those OP uh, expansions for Paladin, so... Definitely excited to uh, to talk about Paladin next. All right, no shout out for this one. We'll see you in Paladin. Mm, until then, this is Abukta. Welcome back to Paladin. <clears throat> this is March of the Lich King card review uh, for Arena. I'm Adwikta. This is the Lifeforge podcast. And this is going to be a long one. We've been trying to keep them under 12 minutes for the class reviews because it's just me right now. No Murps. Uh, Murps is uh, busy with his baby. Uh, but, um, well, okay. Uh, I, I messed up on the last one. Uh, for mage because we didn't do the legendaries so we're actually going to start off this paladin review by doing mage legendaries it's just a continuation of the previous one if you want to listen to only paladin stuff like i don't know maybe skip the next minute or two um and i skipped the mage legendaries because they're totally unimportant so the first one is vaxilus it is a d tier card it is a five mana three five elemental your arcane spells cast twice that's great at improving the damage, I guess, of your arcane bolts. Um, but otherwise, most arcane spells you don't necessarily need to cast twice. Um, targets may not exist anymore if you're casting it twice. Uh, it works good with some of them. Uh, but that 5 mana 3 5, you better have some synergies to make up for that. And how many synergies are you going to have? Probably not enough. So that's why it's a low-rated card. The other legendary is Grand Magistrar Romoth. Uh, also a D-tier card. Uh, 9 mana, 5, 7. Battlecry, recast each spell you cast this game that didn't start in your deck. So first you have to generate these spells. Then this guy recasts them with random targets. Like, these are, not, these are not things that you want as a good player. They're all way too random, way too, uh, like, synergistic that you need to build the synergies for. There's a lot of ways to generate cards for Mage. Um, even not for Mage. There's just a lot of generation coming in between the Panda and the Bazaar and whatever. But this is dangerous. Like, maybe you do get some cards that are non-targeted, like the one that summons, like, five, six taunts or whatever, and you just casting it again will be awesome. But you're recasting each spell you cast this game. So that also includes all the arcane bolts, all the other random removals that you've been playing. And who knows where the hell they're going. So this is extremely dangerous in the best of case scenarios. Um, and possibly just like low value period. Um, not even with RNG, but just that you, you haven't casted enough spells for this 9 mana card to be worth it. So that's another D tier card. Okay, that's mage. Now let's talk about what we actually are here for. Paladin. Paladin is super good. Super, super good in this expansion. And it is super good because of one card. 
It is a rare card, but it is an S tier card. If you guys forget what S tier cards do, because honestly, we haven't had a non uh, legendary S tier card in this set yet, and we will not again after this. This is the only S tier card in this entire set that is non legendary. And if you go back to Nathria, I want to see how many S tier cards we got in Nathria that were uh, non uh, that, that were not legendaries. Um, you had Spirit Poacher from from Hunter before it got nerfed, and Wild Spirits was S plus plus again before they got nerfed. So these are cards they got nerfed. You also have Mischievous Imp, which is still an insane card. Like, that's the level we're talking about here. Um, no S-tier, non-legendary cards in Maw and Disorder. Going back uh, to Sunken City, S-tier cards. These are all legendaries. No S-tier cards in Sunken City That besides legendaries. Uh, yeah, like, there's just not a lot of S-tier cards. Caverns is always our prime example of an S-tier card. But, like, these are insane cards. And they often get nerfed. Um, because they're so insane. So the one for Paladin is called Flight of the Bronze. It is a rare card. Thankfully not a common. But rare cards, it's not like an epic or anything. Rare cards are still seen a lot. It is one mana spell, Discover a Dragon. Fair enough. Mana Thirst 7. Summon a 5-5 Drake with Taunt. So for one mana, if you're playing this card on turn 7 or after, which you may very well do, because remember, the card does nothing. The card is just like swapping itself for a dragon, right? So you have no real... And dragons are big anyway. It's not like you swap it for a dragon you can play it. You probably can't play it until after turn 7 anyway. So if you play the card when you would normally be expecting to play this card... You get a free 5-5 five, five dragon with taunt. So on top of being a pretty damn good card to begin with, because dragons are good and you get to discover ones, and the good dragons are really good, you then also get a free 5-5 five, five with taunt. A free 5-5 five, five with taunt. Just like there. Uh, I mean, there's really not much else to say about it. It's just an insanely good card. I wouldn't be surprised if this card was flat out banned in the arena. Like, assuming it doesn't get nerfed, in constructed even. Um, when it comes to Discover stuff, usually arena gets hit harder because Discovers are much more impactful in arena than in constructed because uh, your cards normally suck more and are less cohesive. So, I don't know. This card just, it doesn't belong in this game. And remember, this is a very low power level overall um, rotation. So within this power level of a rotation, this card is going to stick out like a sore thumb. Like, Paladins can just ride this card to be a top class. Not that they need to ride this card to be a top class. They have plenty of other good cards. And not just in this set, but in other sets as well. Uh, so, yeah, Flight of the Bronze. Let's look at some other good Paladin cards. Here are some common Paladin cards that are good. So this one is a B plus. Uh, a B plus card. So almost an A tier card. It's Seal of Blood. Three mana. Holy spell. 
Give a minion plus three plus three and divine shield. Deal three damage to your hero. Very good. I don't know what else to say. Three mana usually gets you plus three plus three and some like small little ability. Here you get a whole freaking divine shield. And yes, you take three damage. Whoop de doo. Um Another common card. Super good. Uh, Daring Drake. This one is a B-tier card. Okay, maybe not super good, but better than the average card in your deck. It's a 4 mana 4-4 four, four rush. Battle cry. If you're holding a dragon, gain plus 1 plus 1. If you're a paladin, you should be holding some dragons. So then it becomes a 5-5 five, five rush for 4 mana. Like, just insanely good. Um, there's actually not that many dragons in this uh, set. Like, like we said before, right? Lower than average, but not like no dragons by a long shot. So, and some of the dragons are paladin specific. So paladins are going to have more than other classes. But it's like, even a 4-4 rush is pretty good. Having the chance for it to be a 5-5 rush, very good. Um, okay, one more. Uh, one more B-tier card. Sanguine Soldier. This is a rare card. 1 mana, 2, 1 Divine Shield. Battle cry, deal 2 damage to your hero. So here's another way in which paladins can, like, temple out faster by taking damage to their face. This was not like, I mean, this is not a foreign paladin concept. You had that weapon that dealt damage to your face. Like, paladins sometimes take damage and, you know, get tempo. Um, you typically think of it as a warlock thing, but paladins have been known to do it. Here, the set, they're really leading into it. And these kinds of things are very good at arena. Okay, so uh, then there's some C-tier cards in Arena uh, in, for Paladin, which is all the rest of their cards. They're all C-tier. Now, C-tier cards aren't great, but remember, they're still better than a Yeti. They're still, like, cards. They're not, like, bad. Uh, first one is Feast and Famine, Common Spell, 1 mana. Give your hero plus 3 attack this turn. Mana Thirst 4 and Lifesteal. Okay, whatever on the Lifesteal. It's 1 mana, deals 3 damage. Take a little bit of uh, face damage. Or don't if it's after turn 4. Like, it's decent removal. Uh, next, for Quilthalos. For Quilthalos is a 2 mana rare spell. Holy spell. Give a friendly minion plus 3 attack. Give your hero plus 2 attack this turn. So it's 2 mana to deal 2 damage. And then you get 3 more attack on stuff. It's a little awkward. But that's a total of 5 attack for 2 mana. Um, it's a C tier spell. Alright, um, next up, Time Warden. These are the epic cards. This one's a C, 4 mana, 3, 5, Dragon. So a little understated. Battle Cry, until the end of your next turn. Dragons you summon gain Taunt and Divine Shield. 4 mana, 3, 5, not so good, but hey, we're trying to do some Dragon Synergies, right? And this is until the end of your next turn. Time Warden doesn't have to stay alive. This is just an ability that's just out there. So, whatever dragons you summon the next turn or this turn, which pretty much means whatever dragons you have, unless you're playing this on curve and are, you know, unable to play it with the mana, uh, they get Taunted Divine Shield. So, this is a C. 
Tawana Divine Shield is not like the best things in the world, right? Like they're nice, but they're not like huge and ridiculous. Um, and you're probably not going to have multiple dragons. And if you do, they're probably going to cost so much mana that you can't be playing them all. Uh, but you're going to get this to trigger probably at least once. All right. The other uh, epic card is Blood Crusader, another C tier card, 6 mana, 5 5. Battle Cry, your next Paladin minion this turn costs health instead of mana. So you're already getting only a 5 5 for 6 mana. So you need to make up, I don't know, 2 mana's worth of stuff. And then you're going to take some health penalties. And then you actually have to have a Paladin minion. Not just any minion, but a Paladin minion. But hey, it's another way to tempo out stuff with using your life. And that's always good. Um, so yeah, so that's a C. That's Paladin. It's a lot of tempo stuff. It's a lot of dragon synergies. We know dragons are good in Arena. We know that uh, there's a number of dragons being added here. Uh, including the Discover a Dragon card. And uh, other cards are fine. It's all very paladin-y. It's all, like, I don't know what else to say. They're kind of basic in the sense of all these cards. They, they you know, even Mage, uh, especially the other classes, they just do what you think these classes are normally capable of doing anyway. Paladin's a bit more focused on dragons and tempo, though. So that's that's good in Arena. Dragons are good in Arena. Tempo is good in Arena. Um, and so that's a, it's going to be a good combo. Uh, legendary cards for Paladin... Is first off uh, Blood Matriarch Liadrin, 2 mana, 3, 2. After you summon a minion with less attack than this, give it Divine Shield and Rush. So this one comes out to be a B. Um, it's a 2 drop. And then Divine Shield and Rush is good. But unless you buff this. You can only it only applies to things that are two attack or below. How many stuff that's two attack or below that you have? Your hero power works, uh, but then you get a one-one rush divine shield. That's still not like the best thing. Um, it just depends on how much you can combo with this, right? And if you play it early, it's very likely to die soon anyway. So when you're not playing on curve, you can get a couple of extra hits in. Um, and that's nice, but it's not like super game changing. This is not an A tier card. This is a B plus tier card. So close. Uh, the other legendary card is Anachronos, which is a 7 mana 8 8. Hey, that's very good. And then Battlecry, send all other minions two turns into the future. So this is like a double sided freeze. It's essentially the same effect, only it also gets rid of any kind of persistent abilities on the board. It gets rid of taunt. Um, but but that's basically the effect. And it's overstatted too, a little. I, I don't really think 7 mana 8 8s are overstatted. 7 mana 8 8s are kind of just what you should get. Like, I, I, if there was a card that was just a 7 mana 8 8, I don't know that it's better than a Yeti, right? Um, so yeah, this is a B tier card. Alright, that's it for Paladin. Um, got a lot of uh, good stuff here in Paladin, as you expect for Paladin. And has a card that I think will be 
abandoned arena, maybe? I don't know. Uh, Flight of the Bronze is really just kind of ridiculous. The fact that it's rare may help. They haven't banned other ridiculous Paladin cards, really, so maybe this won't get banned. But it'll just stay as an example of one more ridiculous Paladin card. Um, but yeah, S-tier cards. S-tier cards are rough, man. Uh, this is this is going to be a problem. Okay. Um, we will pick up next with, I think, Priest. Um, until then, this is Abukta. See you in the next one. <laughs> Enjoying the Light Forge? For the full rundown on Hearthstone Arena draft strategy, card review, and arena gameplay, follow us on YouTube, Twitter, or twitch.tv at ADWCTA. Support the podcast by sharing us with your friends and family, or become a patron at patreon.com slash grinning goat. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next week. <laughs>